Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Game and Going Deeper. I'm Michael, and today we have Matt, Callan, and Reno. So guys, today we want to talk about porn. This is a great topic because we've been seeing in the Facebook group that people have been talking about more sexual related activities. So we wanted to talk a little bit about porn. Um, I will quickly start by saying I don't actually have a lot of knowledge in this subject because, I mean, obviously I know what porn is. Um, but it's not been something that I particularly get off to. <laughs> However, I will say that lately over the pandemic, I've sort of had to start getting more into porn simply because my preferred method of getting off is hooking up with people. Um, so in a pandemic, I haven't been doing that as much. So porn has sort of become a bit more of a, 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 a useful tool, I'm going to say, in my armory of techniques to get off. But I would like to ask you guys at some point, maybe we can cover this during during the course of the hour, but is it considered porn if I'm sexting with somebody? Because I love sexting and sharing videos and photos and all that good stuff, which I don't know if that counts as porn. Okay, wait, what's the definition? I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, what Google is that the, What is the yeah. actual, I'm almost inclined to ask Siri. I don't think it does. That's relating. I think that's relating. You're relating to somebody and you're involved in it. Like, I think yeah. porn is more so you watching other people relate. Mm, yeah. So, um, television programs, magazines, books, etc., that are regarded as emphasizing the sensuous or sensational aspects of a non-sexual subject and stimulating a compulsive interest in their audience. Okay, break it down for me. Quick. <laughs> But wait, what if you find this person like on like OnlyFans or somewhere like that, and then you're like watching it as porn, but then you actually start engaging with them and talking with them. And then it becomes like, oh, I'm sending you like Instagram explosion bombs and like all these kinds of things and videos and photos. It was porn, but then it's like transitioned into like relating, but is it still in that porn world? I think if it's sexually explicit, then it's part. Maybe or if you're becoming page. part of his OnlyFans page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're becoming your it, own porn star. It goes in with our social media discussion from a few weeks ago, right? Like, I think given this day and age, porn and social media have become so much more intertwined. And a lot of people that I know watch their porn on actual, on Twitter, which I didn't even know Twitter was oh my God. like massive a place for porn. Massive. Like, I have acquaintances I won't say friends I have acquaintances that I used to work with when I lived in the Middle East and they got married and then they moved back to Europe and with the pandemic they like totally went full-blown on Twitter and Instagram and like OnlyFans and now they're a couple who like has their OnlyFans and they have guest stars who come in and it's a whole thing but it's like the pandemic has turned a lot of this like online sex work and very much started normalizing it. That yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, my friend, like I have a couple of friends who has their OnlyFans and like, whatevs. Yeah. I started one too during the pandemic actually. So yeah. Legit? getting that money. Did you no. actually? Oh. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a cross. I'm wearing a cross. Absolutely yeah. not. Girl, that's just fashion <laughs> these days. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Catholic and anyone who's slept with me, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh I totally God. would though. Like I've seriously thought about an OnlyFans. Definitely. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. For there sure. was points in my life where I for sure like hit like low points where I was like, 
I'm gonna have to be like a hooker. Like I'm gonna have to be a high-end hooker, high-end hooker, of course. And like, it was before OnlyFans and all this stuff. And I was like, when I was like almost living on the streets and it was just like, I, I need to sell what I've got. And this is all that I got right now. <laughs> right here. All six foot something of it. Oh, right. Six foot three. Hey, and ginger. Yeah. Like that is a niche fetish. I oh, will tell you sure that. Is. That is yeah. a niche fetish. Okay. Guys, we're going to start a, we're going to start a GMB. Um, uh, what's it called? Only fans. Only fans. Oh my God. Hey, people, hey, listeners, let us know if you want us to start one. Oh, my God. The comments <laughs> are going to get In the outrageous. comments below, let yeah, us know. Comments. Let us know. If we get, if we get, if, if, a, if 150 people, I'm making if 150 no people say yes, we'll consider it strongly. I'll, I'll <laughs> cater to the hand and feet fetish. I was just going to say, can I do yeah. like hand, yeah. like my hair? I'll just be like luscious, <laughs> lush red hair. You're welcome. <laughs> I do like long hair. So both both of you guys, I'm looking at you. <laughs> right. Oh okay, goodness. that was fun. Uh, right. Okay. So, so, so is OnlyFans considered porn though? Would you consider that porn? Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I've never I've never looked at it. But it's all over Twitter. Like you said, you just discovered like porn on Twitter. Oh, like Twitter, yeah. Twitter took off when Tumblr went down. So when Tumblr yes. took it all off there, and I know this because I was living in the Middle East and like every website is blocked in the Middle East, especially in Dubai where I was living. So it's like any porn website, like even Cosmo and like normal things like Attitude Magazine and stuff that I would go and read like my news um, was blocked. So I would always go to Tumblr. And then when Tumblr decided that they're all like, we don't have this anymore, I was like, oh my God, I have no outlet for this. And then Twitter, that's when Twitter really exploded. And I was like, oh, thank God there's at least something. Cause it was either that or like texting with people and like, you know, I need yeah. options. I like to engage personally. I mean, so I guess, I guess that's my relationship with porn is I, I can watch. And so here's the thing, when I, when I will watch porn with somebody like let's say it's part of foreplay or just starting things off, I would rather watch them jerk off to the porn than watch the porn itself. I think that's yeah. hotter, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm definitely like an in the moment, like, I don't know, I think we've talked about this before, but I prefer like, <laughs> I love using my imagination. Like I get off way more and way better when I'm using my actual imagination and like remembering like really good times with people and like being like, oh yeah, that was so great. And like, maybe I have, a photo or something from that from that time like of that person I remind myself like oh yeah this guy was like so great and that's a lot more enjoyable to me but as far as like especially in the pandemic like just watching straight up porn has gotten so boring that I rarely 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 do it if anything I actually kind of have a thing for like chatterbait right now because it's that other side of like they're an active person in real life right now somewhere else and it's almost as if there's that texting like real personable aspect to it so hmm. eh. i've never used that one either <clears throat> yeah i mean you might like it because if you like that personable like you like being more one-on-one -on -one, it has more of that energy to it as if like you are just like facetiming with somebody or skyping yeah. with somebody or whatever right i want to participate in the experience which i guess means it's not porn based on reno's definition if i want to participate then i'm not actually watching porn right but like oh, it was it was google's definition oh, okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> i 
<laughs> oh, just Google. It's nothing important. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> just Google it, right? So, so today, obviously, we're talking a lot about this porn subject, but I know that my experience with it has definitely evolved over time. Like I just said, I used to kind of go, like, I used to love the videos of like just straight up but now as I got older and also in pandemic land and everything I have almost no desire to go watch those movies the only reason I'll go and watch those is if like there's literally nothing else going on anywhere and I'm like I have there's no creativity in my imagination right now I'm so tired but that rarely 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 happens but I know a lot of people I've actually dealt with people who have had like porn addictions and like in regards to like masturbating and that they have to go on like a cleanse and like they won't masturbate for like three months or watch porn in order to like reset their brain because they've attached too much to the porn that they when they actually go to engage with a physical person they can't engage anymore because their imagination has taken over and they're like oh this isn't as good as when I do it myself um to the porn I'm like wait what and that was a whole experience for me because I was like, what do, you, what do you mean we have to wait three months to do this? <laughs> yeah, I think that is I think that is an issue where people just get so used to doing it themselves, whether with porn or, or without just, just even masturbation, that they kind of don't know how or they don't trust other people to get them off or maybe it takes a bit longer. So there's a lot in there that has to do with intimacy, right? So um, I think I, I've heard of that as well. I've never dated anyone who had that but I've certainly talked to people who have expressed that they find it easier to get off on their own and they actually prefer it than having to connect and relate and have that like even being naked in front of people sometimes can be scarier so. mm-hmm. I think at first yeah it can be a little like there's been those times or moments where it's just like uh like I've it's Uh, I have not worked out in a while or you just feel uncomfortable because it's been like a hot minute since you've been in front of somebody but then once you kind of get into the rhythm of it and you can see oh this person's enjoying it as much as I am cool like I can let all that go and in regards to like the trust or like they're not going to get you off as well as you could get you off yes but I also am in the camp of like I communicate with whoever I'm with and I let them know that it's like oh I prefer this or oh I prefer that or I like it like this and it's not like I'm telling them negatively like oh I don't like this I'm telling them like oh hey could you like try this that's what I prefer and it's all in how you deliver it but I feel like there's a lot of people who are just even too nervous shy or ashamed to even say that they're like oh I'm like I'm just gonna let them do what they're doing because I don't want to tell them that I don't like it like have you have any of you guys been in that situation I was that guy when I first started having sex with men that was me I was like I don't know what to do I'm gonna just trust you to you to do it to me um, and then eventually I kind of grew into that, that confidence to say, actually, I don't like this. And I, as I learned my body and learned what I liked, you know, with some partners, I was able to, there was that trust where I was able to explore myself more. And so it, it took me a while to grow into that, actually. It, that's why I tell people, like, as I get older, my sex life gets better because I just become more confident. Mm-hmm. I know my body more. I'm not, I know what I like. I'm, I'll tell you what I like. And I'm also more inclined to, you know, uh, give that back to my partner. Mm-hmm. And I saw you nodding I think your head. When over we're there. rooted in shame, we often don't. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I think we're like overlapping a little bit. I was going to say, Matt, I saw you nodding your head. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, I think that we might have a delay. Yeah, there might be a hint of one. Like a 10 second delay. <laughs> I think it's pretty, but anyway, I'll just keep talking. Um, I think when, <clears throat> when we're rooted in shame, it's really, really hard for us to speak our truth and tell somebody, this is what I want sexually. This is what I want to feel um, because we're, we're compromising or we're, we're, we're I guess, putting on the line um, our safety and our conformity, right? Like when we, when we go against the grain of what this person might want or expect from us, and then we say we want something different, we're putting ourselves in the line of possibly being rejected. And I think a lot of people, they're just, they're not wanting to speak their truth. They're not wanting to set sexual boundaries because um, they're afraid of rejection or they're afraid of looking different or, or looking weird. Um, and that's definitely something I struggled with for most of my life. And um, it's interesting now, like I find, I feel like right now I'm, I'm relearning what turns me on, like in all areas, um, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, like just kind of, I just feel like a, um, like I've been reborn in this area and I'm like having to rediscover what all this stuff means to me, which is really fascinating because it's giving opportunities to like relate and practice with different people, but it's really giving an opportunity to explore what, um, what turns me on, what doesn't turn me on, what I want, what I don't want. And I've actually stopped watching porn. Um, I haven't really watched porn in probably two months. And, um, it definitely decreases the frequency to which I masturbate because I really, that's kind of like what I enjoy with masturbation. Um, but there's elements, there's elements of like semen retention that I'm practicing right now too, which is like not exactly, you know, jacking off every day um, or even every week. Like sometimes I'll just, I'll go and um, that, I don't include sex or sexual encounters in that. I'm, I just count more uh, masturbation in that. Um, so yeah, it's, and it's like almost kind of like re, um, relearning that. And there's the element of two of, of surrender, um, which is letting somebody take over my pleasure centers, right? Because when we're so used to pleasuring ourselves, we know exactly what we need to do. We can make it happen in a few minutes or longer or less, or you know, like we know exactly the buttons to push. So when somebody else takes over my remote control, I'm kind of like, oh, like it just like makes me feel a little bit uneasy and like, okay, I have to surrender control. I have got to give up my remote control, you know? So it's, it's been interesting. Um, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun playing in this area. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that trust building thing. It's like, it took us how long to figure out our own bodies. So naturally it's going to take somebody at least a couple of tries to figure out how our bodies work as well. And the same vice versa. Like we also get to play that game where we get to discover what they like. And for me being in that emotional, like, dance of like learning what another person likes sexually I enjoy learning and figuring out what makes them tick and then I have tricks and things that I like to do that usually I hope kind of get some sort of like a response from them that they're like oh wow or like it does something different for them that they're like oh I've never felt that or experienced it like that that I'm like okay yes like this is good and I like playing those games where I like figuring things out with people but I'm also a very like emotionally open and available person sexually in that realm and I found that there's people who are like myself and the best experiences are with other people like myself who have done like the work and have gotten to that place where like this is an enjoyable experience for them regardless of like whether we're going in the direction of a relationship or whether this is just going to be a one-off or whatever it is 
But then I've also had those experiences where it's just like, they are so locked off and turned off to it that it's like, they literally want to come in, do their thing and leave. And they have like no concerns or regard for the other person. And it's all about them or vice versa. It's all about me and nothing to do with them. And they actually get like shy or turned off or nervous when I try and turn it on them because I'm like, this should be a balancing thing for me. And I'm, it's so mm. interesting looking at those different like, um, like dances you have to do with each individual partner because everybody's so different. But for me, I love that curiosity of like, ooh, what's this person gonna like? And like, what are they gonna be interested in? And what's gonna really turn them on? And then I have to remind myself like, okay, well this also like, this is also for me too. Like I have to give them that opportunity to get curious. And it usually takes like at least a little bit to kind of get to that place. But once you can see you're both enjoying, you're just like, okay, cool. Like the barriers come down and you can like relax a little bit more. Okay, but I, I, I like everything you just said, Callum, but doesn't porn make it seem, again, I'm speaking out of ignorance here, but <clears throat> doesn't, if I watch porn, isn't it like, doesn't it take all that away? Like, doesn't it make it seem like, oh, you just go show up at the front door and get at it. And like, there's none of that. Do they show any kind of that exploring, getting to know each other kind of thing? Or is it just like, show up at the door with the pizza box? Hey, come on in, you know how the fuck it goes. And then- Depends, um, you gotta find your good, you gotta find your good porn versus your not good porn. Okay. You need a storyline or not storyline? What do you want? <laughs> I think See, I love. I feel like I love a like a storyline. You know, I like when it's real. Um, like when there's a sort of real and like like edgy element to it. Um, I find my experience is that like I'll use, um, like I'll use porn to indulge in like the more taboo um fantasies that I have right that's where I get to that's where I get to like explore all the things that um or and explore and vicariously live through other people who are exploring the things that like I'm interested in or see some of the fantasies that I'm interested in playing out right um or or curious about but like wouldn't actually engage in so like like married stuff or like um daddy stuff or um what else i'm trying to think of some of the other ones but uh or like um like cream pie um what else yeah those ones in particular right but it's like it, it's like there's all these things that i probably wouldn't necessarily do or i would but i like don't know if I'd want everyone to know that I indulged in them and they're just like they're like socially like naughty um you know and and I'm like a little slut if I indulge in them um but I love it so you know what's that that makes me want to do it more well right more. yeah and it, it well agreed yeah <laughs> totally yeah so I guess that's where I get to like allow those fantasies and those taboos to like play out, you know, and then in dream time too, or like, um, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, I know Callum is saying, I think it was you Callum who was saying, um, you like to use your imagination. Uh, and I definitely, definitely go there as well. Now, this weird thing, it's going to make me sound like the worst person in the world, but I know there's something about like forbidden fruit. Like that's why everybody likes, like not everybody. That's why there's such a fetish thing about like straight guys straight guys yes yeah 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 definitely or like you're like 
best girlfriends like boo or whatever like that sort of thing i know i'm going to hell for saying that out loud <laughs> and it's fine it's fine like i'm sure other people have thought about it and don't admit it but yeah like I've, yeah. I've got more issues than vogue and 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 they and i i play them out in my in my pornography taste right but that's so. that's not issues that's like you know like seeing like having a good friend and like their boyfriend and you're just like oh my god their boyfriend's so hot or right? their partner or whoever it is it's like sometimes even wrong both with that. Of them. yeah right yeah. like play yeah. with that little fantasy with like hey menage a trois like mm-hmm but I think you can manifest that. Like I have had, oh, I have, or yeah, or I imagine someone that I have not yet had sex with, someone I just know, or like a friend's brother or whatever, and it will happen down the road. And I'm thinking my cum must be like magic because <laughs> I will eventually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. What'd you say? I missed the last part of what he said. I, I cut out. My cum is magical? <laughs> but then he said something else. Uh, I think I just laughed really hard. I think that's all. I think all that's all you said. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If you imagine something enough times, it's like Manifestation 101. If you imagine it enough times and you really feel it, like with your body, you know, eventually those things might make themselves to you. This oh, is, it's yeah, it's happened. This is it's very happened. true. Yeah. And also, like in regards to porn, like you were talking about the fantasy. I think a healthy relationship with porn is like you realize that that's what it is, that it is a fantasy, that it is not real. Pardon me. And I think a lot of people get trapped in that fantasy of like, oh, I want this to only be real. And they look at it as if it is real and they don't separate it in like a mature rational mind of being like I know this is fake and not real and then they don't learn how to have those in-person experiences because that in-person experience is so foreign and nerve-wracking and scary that it builds it to be this whole huge experience and this whole huge thing whereas porn is like it's a default it's easy it's my fantasy I can go to it and it's like I get what I need and I do that but then they're doing themselves a disservice because they're not learning how to build that healthy like I don't want to use the word resilience because I don't think that's right but build that healthy um, exploratory curiosity mentality around being sexual with another partner and then also bringing to all this like all the expectations of the world or all the thought processes of the world of like you know Reno saying like I'm a slut or I'm you know nasty for thinking of these certain things it's like that's all the outside world's like extra stuff that's packed on top of what you're already feeling about insecurity wise so that I think that's why porn is so popular because people can just turn all that off and pretend it doesn't exist and just go straight into like okay this is me time I can pretend everything else isn't going on and I can just live in this fantasy world but like that's where you get to like the unhealthy escapism escapism and porn addiction where Mm -hmm. it's like it's no longer a fun tool you're utilizing it's something that you're now depending on yeah yeah the other the other thing that i wanted to touch on there in terms of reminding yourself that it's fantasy not reality is comparing yourself to these people body wise dick size wise the things that they do i think a lot of people who will get caught up in thinking that that is how gay sex or any sex should be is these types of people with these types of body doing these types of things and so it is important to remember that that is just a fantasy and that that you don't have to look like that but we we do compare ourselves 
a lot of times, especially if that's the only place where you're seeing gay sex happen. And porn is so unrealistic. Like their dicks are so like they find, they literally go out and find the guy with the biggest dick who's probably easy to manipulate or like young and young, dumb and full of cum. And they're like, Hey, you have a really big dick. We can make, you can make money in porn. And they just like put all these unrealistic expectations out there of like the body that you're going to have and the dick size you're supposed to have and all these things. And then you go out to the bar and everybody else is looking around being like, huh? So now we're all insecure because we all watch porn and we're all comparing ourselves to porn, but in this real life room, we're all normal people. So it's like, you need to break down those walls of like, porn is not real. It's not real life. Yes, they are real people, but they also have like real life sex as well. But I can only imagine like being a porn star. I don't know if I would enjoy regular sex anymore because it's like your job. I had sex with a guy who did porn in Spain and uh, I didn't obviously didn't know that. He he told me that as a way to pick me up and I was like, I don't really care. Um, but uh, he showed me his he showed me his stuff afterwards and it was very different so it was different like I guess because we met at a bar and we had a bit of a different connection and he wasn't performing like he wasn't like when they're on when they're on camera they're like performing right so with me it was it wasn't like that um but that would be curious I would like to know actually I know someone who um was a former porn star in back like years ago it'd be interesting to ask him how that how that changes things when you're in a relationship Right. Because it's like, okay, if you're on porn, it's like, okay, cut and then reposition and like get the angles and like, okay, this is the cum shot and like all these, like it's so analytical. But then like in real life, it's like you want those emotions, you want the warm and fuzzies. And I'm, I'm seeing a trend starting to happen. I think it's happened more in the women porn. But like, I'm starting to see a trend where they're like, genuinely starting to try and film like mini movies and not like the terrible acting of like hey pizza boy but like actual emotion movies that also have the porn in there i personally think that that would be way more enjoyable than like just like the pizza boy comes over and it's just like hey pizza boy i don't have any money but i can give you something else like or or sapiosexual porn is that a thing i would be so turned on by like someone speaking very like intelligently about a topic I really enjoy, like philosophy. That's my life. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. Then, if, <laughs> so Brino, if you do that, I will sign up for that. And then, and then, sex came out of that because I get turned on by intellectual stimulation. Oh, right? same. So uh-huh. I love that some really hot guy talking about something really awesome and interesting, and then like just start taking off some clothes here and there. Oh my god. There's um. What was it? Uh, was it funny or die? Maybe. Um, but this Francesca, Cheska Lee, she did this really cool, um, it was just like this short and it was like sort of poking fun at pornography. And it, basically there's this guy in like a firefighter, this like hot, hot white dude on, on a table, on top of a table in the living room. And he's like in a firefighter suit and he's stripping down and he's talking like, um, <clears throat> he was basically, um, I think he was talking about like, women's rights and like race rights and stuff like that while he's like taking his clothes off and she's like getting all it's it's just the funniest thing to watch but i was like it's hot i'm into it yeah i dig it i dig it i do that Uh uh-huh yeah and that's like foreplay too i feel like um just you know like a good a solid like hour and a half to like two hours of just like deep 
intellectual dialogue followed by the best sex ever. Oh my god. Those yeah. are I my have enough day. of that in the gay community. Like in the in gay porn, I don't I find. No. <sighs> no. No. Like I can like feel into energy like with within like the videos and I can feel like people that are actually genuinely connected and then mm-hmm. people that are just hired. And for me, like I find I'm really turned on by guys that are actually connected. So if I were to watch, I would tend to watch more like amateur stuff where it's like lovers, like boyfriends that are filming their sex. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, have you guys ever filmed sex before? No. No? I actually haven't. Like I've always <laughs> been curious about it, but then I look at my, I still don't think I would love to look at myself because I'm a very, very, very white ginger person <laughs> and that's cute though that's it's cool. just like it would be like who's that ghost having sex with that person <laughs> over there like <laughs> i would do it i'm definitely i'm still thinking about it it's on my bucket list um i've like um i stripped in at remington's in toronto once actually Shut up. Yeah, yeah, i did yeah because i was not like there anymore well, hey it got oh really down. yeah it got uh, down. yeah it was like a fantasy of mine i'm um i'm like a voyeur and uh exhibitionist all in one cute little package so i i guess um I, yeah it was like a it was like a bucket list thing for me I, I always thought it was just so sexy so i was like you know what it's amateur night it's my birthday um sign me up so yeah i walked out with like underwear stuffed with bills it was great i was like um but it was yeah it was so much fun so i'm i'm into the idea you know i used to think like oh no if i do this it's going to tarnish my reputation and my brand like i actually this is my brand i'm reno like i do things you know so um that's definitely on the list and i feel really comfortable like with my body like i wouldn't be like oh no like i don't want anyone to see my body or i don't like I'm cool with it. This is what I look like, you know? So I, it'd be fun. Yeah, stay tuned, guys. I, <laughs> I want to see those, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah, deal. <laughs> I do have I do have a bunch of videos that either I've taken or partners have taken and then sent me if I'm not able to be taking them in the moment. But um, no, they're out there. <laughs> they're out there for sure. Wait, you have photos out there or video? Yeah, videos. No, tons of photos, but yeah, videos for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm going on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> I think it, I think it's not like you know, Callan said at the beginning, like you go back and you think of an experience that you have had. Yeah. I will like watch those and be like, that was that guy was so hot, or that experience, that moment, that time, whatever. And like Callan said, like it, that will get me off just going back to that moment. And the visual, oh, yeah, video really helps me. And yeah, so I, I have them. Whether these people put them out there into the world to see, I don't know. I don't think so. I trust them. Whether I should or not, no. <laughs> but yeah, they're out there. I have them on this phone right here. Oh my god! I've had like solo stuff, but like, of like, I'm always like no face, no like discerning marks or anything like that. And it's just like you know the before when snapchat was still a snapchat thing because like that's when i was doing most of that stuff and it was like they disappear they can't keep them and then if they do try and keep them they it tells you like that kind of a thing that's very much where i was but i've never done like video with somebody else as in like creating our own i wouldn't be against it i would just i 
what what movie is it where they make their own porn? Zach and Miriam. Uh maybe. Or Mike, Mike and Zach and Miriam They're like, make a porn. Something. It's a that, boy and a girl. Yeah. Well, no, it's like adults and oh. they like have kids and everything, and then they like make this porn on like this old school video. Oh yes. And yes. then like people find it and they're like, uh, or it gets uploaded to the cloud and they're like, ah. but like they're like, oh, 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 oh. Well, that was a good move. Like I'm not sure what my response would be, whether I'd be like, oh no, oh God, turn it off. Or whether it was like, huh, oh, well that's actually looks good. So I'm curious, but I don't know how quickly I'll be jumping on that bandwagon. I think it's yeah. fun. I think it's fun. I would do it. I would do it for sure. Michael, your street cred just went up like <laughs> through the roof. I love it. I'm so excited about this. That's awesome. That's I'm not, so I'm not cool. very shy, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people will even ask me like, oh, like, aren't you worried about like, you know, your business? I'm like, no, not at all. What Maybe do you want to see? boost business. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I find, you know, I say this loosely, but I feel like in a lot of ways, um, pornography has like been educational for me. You know, um, I, I'm sure I can think of a million better ways to be educated, but at the same time, like, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of value. Um, it's allowed me to, to, to learn about more about like what I'm into, what I'm not into, what I didn't know I was into, what I thought I wasn't allowed to be into, um, you know, and, and there are things that maybe I'd prefer to just like see, but not play out or things that. I would like to see and play up, but it would have to be with someone that I really trust, you know, like 50 shades um, that, that I know it's like, it's that movie's cute, but um, that whole situation is just like so hot to me. Um, And with the right person. Yeah. I'd consider it, you know, but I feel like seeing these things and exploring them has allowed me to develop a, a palette for like my taste as a sexual being, you know, as a sensual being even. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I know like there's some things out there that I see where I'm like, oh, you know, that was icky or like I could really tell that person didn't want to be there. Um, that breaks my heart. Like when I see that, I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. Um, it's awful. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely learned a lot about myself and about um, it, it's also one thing I'll say is it's allowed me to move through to to understand the the sort of shadowy aspects of my psyche and to kind of explore them and then gradually just like bring them into into the light um, to speak about them openly, like on here, you know, there was a time when I wouldn't have and couldn't have spoken about any of this stuff, you know, and now here I am just airing my, you know, dirty laundry. Um, I think it's quite delicious, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's great. It's been a, a liberating experience for me, I think, just to kind of explore all of this stuff. And, you know, I'll speak to what Matt said earlier. I noticed that 
my relationship has evolved where I too practice um, semen retention, right? So there will be extended periods. I, in fact, there was, I think it was six months probably where I had not like no sex, no ejaculation, like none of it. I was like, for six months, I'm just not, I'm not gonna go there. Um, and it, it is a really empowering experience, you know? Um, and I chose it, I didn't force myself to do it. It was kind of this inspired um, scenario, but um, you know, I'm in the practice of that as well. So my relationship to all of this has really evolved and improved. And, you know, I, I, I would say as well, like, I, you know, I have, I'm curious about this for you guys. Like, I, I'm curious about what your rituals are, right, around porn. Um, like, I'll open a bunch of tabs and then I'll go through and I'll kind of watch a the, the beginning of each of them. I'm like, no, not really feeling that one. Mm, that, that, that dynamic isn't really for me. These two, I uh, like this one, but not this one. And eventually I'll sort of narrow it down to like, yeah, this is the one you know, and then I enjoy it. Um, and, so, you know, sometimes I'll like quickly close it out and other times I'll just kind of lay there and appreciate the experience I just had. But it's, it's, it's really interesting. I learn a lot about myself through, through my, my, my rituals. And I'm just curious, like, what, do you guys have any in particular that you recognize? I you were kind of like, I was, I think mine's basically the same as yours. Like, I like to like, narrow it down and figure out like if I'm watching like straight up porn I like to narrow it down and figure out like what one am I really vibing with that I'm like oh yeah I'm feeling this one because like everybody I'm watching like I can feel their energy they're both into it like it's an enjoyable experience there's this one porn actor <clears throat> and I don't know porn actors I don't remember their names I don't fantasize about them but there's one and I think his name is Aspen and every porn he's in he just seems like he's having like the most fun in his entire life and I can just feel his energy of like, he's like, I don't care what's going on, but I'm in love with this. And he's got this little smirk on and he's always having a blast. And the other person always looks like they're having fun too. And I'm like, I feel like he's just like a person who really knows that he loves sex and he's in it. And like, he's just enjoying it. And he's just like this fun guy. And so I appreciate his, and that's why I've taken note because I'm like, I like his stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I go down and I figure out, okay, who am I vibing with? Who am I not vibing with? And then usually I take that into like the fantasy land of like, okay, now I don't really need to watch. I can now picture this person being like, okay, well, I know they're having fun there. Now let's have fun in my mind. Yeah. You just made me think of something. Um, I, well, if this is like totally taking me down memory lane, like all of this stuff, I'm being stimulated in so many ways. Um, and yes, that pun was intended. <laughs> um, but um, I've actually watched a lot of straight porn in my life, and I really enjoy straight porn. Uh, I prefer it over gay porn, actually. And um, there's a guy that I am like probably the most attracted to out of anybody I've ever been attracted to. His name is Johnny Sins. Have you guys heard of him? No, I'm gonna have to look at him up. He's now. so sexy. <laughs> like everything about him physically is like perfect. Um, I'm just so drawn to to that look and um, everything the... that goes and everything that goes with it. Um, I'm googling it right now. <laughs> oh, is he bald? He's bald. Yeah, I have a thing for bald men. Oh wow! Isn't oh, that he's interesting? handsome. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. 
And then yes, but what's what's there below oh, well. below that picture is probably my favorite. <laughs> but he's um and just his personality, the way he talks, like everything is just so sexy. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'm just trying to think of my rituals. Wow. I'm usually at night, if that makes a difference. Yeah, I just I feel like I've kind of morphed. I'm not really, I don't really have um Maybe the less hardcore, the better for me. Like that's kind of what I'm after, what I'm looking for. Something with a little bit more connection, a little bit more slowed down. Um, but yeah, I'm very drawn to people um, in the porn world, like just physical. Like I'm, I'm not, but which is so different for me because everything about my life and the way I'm building it now is that I'm very drawn to people's emotional, which is kind of why I've, I've um, moved away from porn. And I actually wanted to touch on that is just the impact porn has had on my life, because I think it's important to, to unpack it. And I think I do agree with you, Reno, in the sense that it's given me different samples for my palate, like what, what, what feels good for me? What doesn't, what am I attracted to? But there's this other side of the coin for me that it's also inhibited me from having experiences because it's allowed me to experience it through the virtual world. And it hasn't allowed me to actually experience it in person. So I don't know if this is something that I would actually really desire or want. Um, and then it's put pressure on me to think that this is how I have to behave because other gay men are watching this same stuff. And then it puts this expectation on me that I have to give over my body in a certain way. So there's definitely been impacts positively and negatively. Um, but I think probably the biggest impact that it's had on me is is negative, I would say, because um, it's it's created a lot of desensitization for me. Um, and it's it's it, over years and years and years of watching porn and, and some periods of my life compulsively watching porn and compulsively masturbating. Um, it's created this really heavy reliance on visual stimulation. And it definitely has impacted how I show up in the bedroom. Um, I would say less now because I've had extended periods of, um, of reclaiming my life force energy, which is semen retention and also reclaiming my, um, my other senses and inviting them into the bedroom. Um, but it's definitely become that for me. Um, and then lately what I've been doing is I've been, I've been resensitizing myself and allowing other aspects of, um, touch and eye gazing and these sorts of things to come into play. But it's so interesting how the cellular memory of visual stimulation is literally encoded in my body. I can feel it. I can feel when um, there's periods where in, in previous relationships where I literally would have to close my eyes and fantasize about other men or different things in order to get off because I was that stimulated by the visual. So I would have to create this mental tape in my mind of visual stimulus. So the last few years for me has been about relearning that and, and um, inviting other aspects of, of intimacy and connection in. And I think that has a, had a big part of pushing me towards demisexuality as well is because it just wasn't enough anymore. Like porn and traditional physical sex just wasn't enough for me anymore. You know, and I was, I needed other things in order to turn me on. So um, yeah, the evolution of, of, sex for me has been pretty pretty phenomenal and there's also been this other part of me too that there's this ego me that desires sex a certain way and then there's this soul me 
that desires or, or that doesn't even really desire it just it's it's receiving from the universe the type of sexual being that i'm meant to be now and that i'm meant to become um and sometimes those go up against each other like i wish that i could be this that's what my ego says and then my soul is like over here like this is who i actually am right and that can come into play with topping and bottoming and um all sorts of things right and i think a lot of us experience that i wish i were a dom top but i'm actually this right like we have these things that are kind of hawking in on us of what we have to be in order to be seen as ultra sexy or ultra charismatic in the gay community and how realistic is that stuff and how much have we learned that stuff from porn i you know <laughs> th thank you for sharing all that that was yeah wow um yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, it's interesting when you were talking about, like, I wish I were a dom top. Um, for me, what I noticed is, like, um, what came up for me was wanting to be uh, a, a better, um, like, a better bottom. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's... Um, that's been an interesting journey because you know there's what you see on video and then there's what's real and i may have spoken about this in one of our previous episodes but um i really had to let go of that idea the idea that i somehow needed to be like the men in the video and and to really reclaim my like my power in the bedroom by reconnecting to like me now you know as I am um, and creating a space where I felt safe to be entered um, and that really changed everything so I really appreciate what you what you said about sort of the shadow side of all of this because I mean there there is to everything um, and yeah to kind of you know move away or like put that put that on pause for a moment and tune into my body. Like what's true for me in this moment, um, you know, and, and not, and also meet myself with compassion, recognizing that yes, there's a part of me that would love to be able to just like hop on and rat it, you know, like nothing. Um, but the reality is like my body is, is growing to that place where it feels so safe, so secure, so open that it can receive with ease, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably a reflection, that's probably reflective in other areas of my life, right? So yeah. it's interesting, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Reno. Yeah. I relate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I go every which way. I think my energy <laughs> always depends on the person. And I, you, I think maybe until I was 27, I was like more of a top just because that, I guess, I'm a, I'm a very dominant personality and energy. So it just was like, I guess, natural for a lot of the guys. But then around 27, 28, I started exploring more uh, like options. And I was like, oh, this is just as great too. And I can do either or interchangeably and enjoy both interchangeably and quite often have done it at like with a person like in the bedroom, like Ideally, I love when somebody can play both of those roles and be more of the submissive energy and bottom or then also be the dominant energy and top, but it doesn't, 
mess around with who we are as people like outside of the bedroom like we're both you know just confident and comfortable in who we are in exchanging that and that to me like I've had the best experiences within that regard but that came from doing so much personal work around it and just getting to know myself and what I liked and like you said like putting that stuff away and being like I don't need to perform I don't like Matt said like I have to be this dom top it's like I don't have to be that but that's an option that I can be if I want to and I can enjoy that but I can also be like the super submissive bottom and have the dom top like do what he wants and like I can enjoy that as well and I had to put away these ideas of like what the outside world expected of me and what other people expected of me and throw away all those things that gay men talk about each other and like oh you know that like that big muscle queen you know he's a giant bottom and like all these things and just put all that away and just go I don't care what everybody else is saying what do I want what do I enjoy what feels good to me and when I got to that space that's when I could really just be like well fuck it I want to have all the good times and I want to enjoy this and I want to enjoy this and like whoever is vibing on those vibes cool let's make it happen but that definitely took the work of like learning what I liked and putting away the stuff on the shelf and I think that's why I made the migration to like a lot of like imagination and like revisiting old times because I've enjoyed them so much that it's like no porn is ever going to match up to my in-life real experiences and I value those so much so it's just like porn's great as a tool but my in-person experiences have always been so much more enjoyable that like my imagination is just like, yeah, let's take it back to that guy. <laughs> let's take it back to that time. And it depends on whether I'm feeling more submissive or top as well, because then that way I can either go and be like, oh, I'm pretending to be the top in my mind or I'm pretending to be the bottom. And it, it, it flips, flip flops all the time, <laughs> but it definitely takes that work to get there flip-flops no pun intended <laughs> i think that imagination is key for me personally and, and and i agree with a lot of the points you guys have made i can watch porn as a means to say oh cool i never thought of that that might be something i want to try one day or it might inspire me to do something um but i i do go with my imagination so and and, and like alan just said my imagination is very rich and it will go to a lot of places and i can make anything work in, in my mind so for me, because I don't really watch porn, I don't know if I want to say this <laughs> for people who are going to be listening on the podcast or whatever, but because a lot of people will reach out on Instagram or social media, like I said, usually my porn, what, what people would use as porn, is happening with me over sexting. And so my imagination will like look at their profile like oh this like i'll make up that whole story same same thing like okay this person i'll just say whatever i want them to be for me in that moment they will become that and and it feels more real to me because they're a real person not some born star playing a role even though one could argue that on social media you're also playing a role but that's another that's another podcast <laughs> so yeah i think i i definitely use that that fantasy um and imagination Sometimes it is disappointing when it does actually manifest and other times it is way better. And usually I'll say it's better than what I've imagined only because it's, it's real. Like that's the thing. I, I, I love the moment of seeing someone in reality and like our eyes meeting and I'm very in tune with that energy and that attraction. And it's always the best feeling. Like I'll see someone from across the room and I'll be like, I'm, we're going to be inside of each other at some point. <laughs> 
And, you know, when it happens, it's such a beautiful feeling. And yes. you know, I don't, I don't really decide ahead of time who's going to do what, although sometimes in my mind, I'm like, for sure, this is what's happening. <laughs> and I've just decided, but yeah, like once, once that kiss happens, like, I don't know, I guess that's why the porn thing isn't, isn't as much of a thing for me because I rely so, so much on that in-person energy, even with online dating, I find that very difficult to do. Even if we send all the hot pictures, I'm like, listen, I'm not guaranteeing you anything until we meet in person and I get a sense of your energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You're taking me back. Um, as you were speaking, I was just remembering all the beautiful sexed threads that I've had with all sorts of guys. I was thinking about like the closeted like straight dudes in particular that I've had some really like remarkable threads with. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh. Sometimes that honest, honestly, TBH, my experience is that that is like more often than not better than any porn that I find on, I in video form. Like, oh my, oh, my favorite. Yeah, because you know, love is forbidden fruits, yeah. and it could happen. I mean, in my mind, it could happen. Sometimes, it, like I said, it, you can it manifest, does. right? Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah, and I've, that's I've, so hot. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had it happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, boys, I think we're coming up here at time. Does anybody have any last comments, or should we wrap things up? I'm gonna go watch some porn, so I gotta go. Cool. And I <laughs> just wanted to, wanted to just throw the pun out there of wrapping things up. Remember, kids, play safe these days. Yeah. Um, so if you loved this, please hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. If you are not watching on YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, you can also hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people discover the show and spread things around. We've also launched our email list. So if you'd like to get each episode emailed to your inbox, it's every other Thursday. You can uh, grab that subscription. We're going to have it in the show notes or we're going to have it listed somewhere for you so you can jump onto our subscription list. And then also join the Gay Men's Brotherhood Facebook group. If you've not joined our private group, please come and join. I think we're almost at 2,600 members. We keep, you know, growing by a couple hundred members each week. And it's a really fantastic place where we can come have these kinds of conversations, be positive, learn through each other, uh, learn through others' um, experiences and come together and really support each other and grow that community that we want to see that empowered, grown up, mature uh, community that really helps support each other. So thank you so much for listening. Have the best day ever. Peace, love rainbows. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>